0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson, brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.
1: So wonderful to have your company once again this week on After Dark. I'm Louise Wilkinson and we're going to get to know each other pretty intimately over the next hour. Tonight we have Luke from Conscious Couples talking to us about checking in with our relationship, giving it a bit of a health check, and he has an amazing acronym that he uses uh, with him and his partner Sindra to just take the temperature of their relationship. There's always so much wisdom in their words, so I can't wait to unpack that with Luke this evening. We'll also be talking to our resident relationships and sex therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, on something that doesn't get brought up very much. I guess when we think about sex and we think about a sexual experience, we imagine ourselves young, fit and able to go all night long. Well, We all know that that's not the reality, and ageing certainly is a reality. So Gabrielle is going to be talking about what sex looks like as we get older. That's all coming up tonight on After Dark.
0: Ever wondered about Tantra? Perhaps you want to know the benefits of sperm retention. Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After
1: Dark. Well, Conscious Couples is one of my favourite regulars to have on After Dark. But today, Luke is flying solo and we're spending some quality one-on-one time together, aren't we, Lovely?
2: Yeah, we always have a good little catch-up before we actually um, hit the record button, which is great.
1: Yeah, absolutely, we do. And um, and today we're talking about... Um, relationship style so attachment styles and um, a really cool little acronym that you have for just checking in uh, on how the health of your relationship is is always uh, you know we we worry about our physical health all the time and we pay a lot of attention to diet and exercise and all that sort of thing but you know sometimes our connections need a little bit of a health check as well so you have uh, a really cool little framework for uh for a check-in don't you
2: yeah, I do. Um, I have to like call it out that it's not my framework. It's one that we use. It was um, created by an amazing human called Jessica Fern, who we're um, planning on having on our podcast. There's author of a book that talks a lot about attachment styles and attachment styles has become like a bit of a... Um, a buzz topic topic. in relationships, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. And it's always been there, but it it just seems to be really trendy at the moment. I do see it a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of relationship coaches and podcasters and, you know, this and that um, get into attachment styles and simplify it a little bit. And it's great to have it as part of the conversation and narrative. But uh, if it's something that you are interested in, Uh, it brings an incredible amount of awareness and to go in deep with somebody that has done, you know, studied the research um, and the, you know, the literature around attachment styles is really, really valuable. Mm. Um, So Jessica Fern's book, um, Polysecure, is about um, attachment styles. Like the first two thirds is all about attachment styles and explaining it. And the last third of the book is about how it can be um, brought into open relating. Now reading this book as somebody who's in an open relationship, I read this book and I was like, wow, this is an everybody book. Like this is something that people who, um, you know, have business partners, you know, like business partners who might have a polyamorous business relationship, like say you and I were in business, but I had something that I wanted to do on the side, Yes. you know, a side business, or, you know, you have a partner who has an ex-partner that they have kids with, you know, there's multiple relationships going on. Um, even just, you know, if you're parents and you have relationships with your partner, but also have a parent child relationship as well, it's actually really valuable in the context of if you're living a life that has multiple really close connected, um, secure or attached relationships. Yes. It's a really great book.
1: Yeah. I can completely see where you you're coming from with it. And, you know, we've had this discussion before that we have talked about open relating and polyamory on the show uh, and you guys have been really open with your story. But a lot of the things that um, have come out of that can be applied to monogamous relationships, they can be applied to parent-child relationships, they can be applied to uh, work relationships there's just so much to uh, unpack with that and the fact that you are in an open relationship means that you really have to delve deep and understand where the other person is coming from more than the average bear but it just brings a whole new level of understanding to your relationship so yeah. yeah in terms of it attachment styles, it has been, I know we had a chat about this before we went on air, is that is something that I've been really interested in and uh, have actually done a course on it recently. And not only has that helped my intimate relationship but it has also helped, uh, you know, the way that I relate to my kids or my father or um, my uh, my teachers at the school or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. you know, just to sort of understand that um, where they're coming from and where I'm coming from, and and you know, none of it is right or wrong. There is no right or wrong attachment style, but you need yeah. to understand the attachment style of the other person you're relating with.
2: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, um, like you said, it's it's. It's relationships, but it's everything. Yeah. You know, it's just how we operate in the world and how we communicate with other people and how we interpret the information of the world to what it means to the relationship that we have with ourselves a lot of the time. Yeah. So um, this acronym that Jessica Fern has come up with is um, HEART. So to break it down, it's here. So being here and present with me. Um, which I'm sure we can all very much relate to in the world of social media and phones and computers and work phone calls you know cooking dinner kids running around like when we're together it needs to be quality time like you need to be here you need to be with me
1: yeah
2: um, and I need to I need to be know that you're know that you are appreciating this time with me like mm. you're grateful and and you know it's something that's meaningful to you. Um, the E is for expressing delight. So, you know, it's, it's kind of runs, you know, all of these things run similar to other things like, you know, um, the love languages, which we've talked about before, like expressing delight is like just talking, like celebrating your wins, like, you know, not focusing on all of the hard stuff. Like celebrating the fact that like we're in a relationship, we love each other, like we're intimate, like we've found, you know, some light in this world. How good is this?
1: Yeah, a 100%. Yeah, so important because life does get heavy. Um, But, you mm. know, just taking that moment to go, this is so cool in this moment. This is, you know, mm. this is heaven, love it, you know, and it can be, yeah. you know, watching sport on the telly or, you know, and having a glass of wine and just being there. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's you just
2: taking, yeah, you, yeah, you it's can, taking that moment to hit pause. Yeah. 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 On and Netflix you, and look at each other and be like, how good is it that we've got each other to watch Netflix together?
1: Yeah. I know. And you know what? Like it's so easy to just um, not really acknowledge those moments and focus on all the hard stuff. Uh, so, yeah, completely. I'm loving it so
2: far. Yeah. yeah. All it. right. Well, we've got more. <laughs> we've got three more letters to go. Um, so, attunement is the A. Um, And basically attunement is just, um, you know, being aware of your partner and your differences and being able to attune to your partner's differences and attune to what you're going through. So clearly communicate where you're at, like being able to narrate your experience and being able to maybe put your partner's shoes on and see things from their lens Mm. sometimes. Um, So attunement is really valuable in, you know, knowing that, um, you know, the map is not the territory, you know, the map is just somebody's version, somebody's interpretation of what is going on. It's not everything. It's not real life. It's just one thing. So attunement basically just being able to take a breath and be like, Oh shit. So how are they, where are they coming from with this right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause everyone's mm. in a different, in a different space. So yeah. Being able to, yeah, yeah be, be attuned to what you partner's going through at the moment is crucial.
2: Yep. Yeah. And even more important, attuning to yourself and like what the story is that you're telling yourself, what do you actually need right now? Yeah. You know, really attuning, just stopping and taking a look inwards and being like, right, what's happening? Where do I feel this in my body? Like, what am I experiencing right now? Yeah. So it's self-awareness basically. Yeah. And awareness of your partner. Love it.
0: Ever wondered about Tantra? you want to know the benefits of sperm retention, Luke and Sindra from Conscious Couples invite you to explore the outer limits of your sexuality on After Dark.
2: So the R in Hearts is Rituals and Routines So creating rituals and routines that are special and specific to you and your partner or to whatever relationship it is for you to be able to bring all these things in, like just things that you know that you can rely on and that are yours, they're special, they mean something.
1: Right. Okay. Could you give me an example of like what a ritual or routine would be
2: for you guys? Yeah, so um, like every Friday night, uh, a new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race comes out on (laughs) um, our streaming service. Yeah. So we always make sure we've got plenty of chips and dip and a bottle of wine in the fridge, and we know that that night is going to be, you know, legs all over each other on the lounge. We're going to be, like, touching each other's hair and stroking each other's legs and foot massages, and we're going to be, like, you know, judging and gossiping and going crazy <laughs> on the performance of a bunch of drag queens who we don't know from a bar of soap. Uh, and we love it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that we do. Um, every time there's a new episode of the L word that comes out, we, you know, we, we have that as our thing, you know, and we're, we're there for like, Oh, new episodes out We're messaging each other. We're looking forward to it. Um, throughout lockdown, we've, taken turns every weekend to plan something special to do on the weekend together, mm. whether it's big or small, you know, a picnic and getting burgers or, you know, like a, a play date, you know, something sexy, and, you know, a dinner hour, like, you know, so that's a ritual like every weekend one of us plans something to do together yeah. as a date, date night.
1: Love it. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. yeah. And I guess just having that that routine that you know that, you know, um, every Friday night is going to be RuPaul's Drag Race and, you know, that's that's the non-negotiable. It's, yeah, that's really cool to have that. Um, yeah, that surety, I guess, that, mm-hmm. yeah, there's yeah. a connection time built into the week, yeah.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter what's going on, you can rely on the fact that you're going to have some time to come together.
1: Yeah, love it.
2: Yeah. And so the T is turning towards after conflict, turning towards after conflict. So a lot of the times we can get in these, you know, toxic um, conflict patterns where, you know, we'll have a bit of a Barney Rumble and we'll do the silent treatment for a couple of days or, you know, we'll only give, you know, a part of ourselves for the couple of days and we'll hold on to things or we'll hold on to that thing and pretend like everything's okay until the next argument and bring it up. Then Yeah, turning towards after conflict, um, like in 40 years of research, um, the Gottman's found that the key factor to a long lasting love is a couple's ability to turn towards each other and come back together after conflict. Mm. So whether this is, um, you know, waiting till things cool down and then having a check-in, like, you know, so what exactly was happening last night? Like, what were your needs again? What needs to change? Do you have any questions for me? Just having some intimacy, like, you know, having a fight and realizing that it's just one thing, it's not everything, having a cuddle, you know, appreciating what's going on. Um, It's just coming back together after conflict and realising that it's a lesson, it's feedback, it's not failure.
1: Yes, 100%. And it does take a bit to realise that, doesn't it? Particularly if you've had really tumultuous relationships in the past that conflict is like, oh, my God, like, you know, you think that everything's going to blow up. So being able mm-hmm. to have that conflict and that difference of opinion and then come back together and go, yeah, I see where you're coming from, I see where you're coming from, Um you know, and respecting the difference in point of view, but then realising that it's not actually everything and, you know, we don't have to put a nuclear bomb under a connection because Mm. there's been a bit of conflict and it it actually feels really good and complete, I guess, on the other side of it because you have aired that, resolved it, Mm. You know, edit so it's um it actually feels like a really healthy thing to do. Yeah, I can see that.
2: Yeah, like I've in Sandra and my um relationship coaching, conflict resolution, and conflict cycles is like almost the biggest part of our twelve week program, because people can be in the most loving, intimate relationship; they can appreciate each other. Um, but when we get in these conflict cycles, that's the part that we really struggle to be able to like turn back in towards and have a look at it. Like it's, it's almost human nature to just, you know, run away and turn away and pretend like it never happened. Mm. And there's been so many couples who have said, um, you know, we've been through so much hard shit together, you know, we can't give up now, but A lot of the times we don't actually learn anything from the conflict if we're just turning away from it all of the time. Yeah. Like conflict's okay. Conflict's natural. Like conflict can be really, really um, growth-inducing for a relationship as long as you turn towards each other and learn something from the conflict. Yeah, 100%.
1: I really resonate with what you're saying there, Luke. I love it. Um, Mm. yeah, this has, um, been, yeah, a really nice acronym. I really like it. And, um, Mm. yeah, so healthy and, um, you know, thought provoking. I'm sure that everybody who's listening to this in whatever sort of relationship or, or you know, who you're relating with, you can get something out of this. It doesn't necessarily have to be your intimate partner. It can be, um, you know, your colleagues. It can be, you know, whatever it is. There's just so much gold in in what you've
2: brought to the table today. Absolutely. This is this is everything, and you can break it down to parts of relationships. You can break it down to sex play if you want. Yeah, you know, like just bring hearts into sex. Like you can bring it into like all of it. So, um, if you want to look it up, look up uh, Google Jessica Fern Hearts or Jessica Fern Polysecure, and um, yeah, it's an amazing resource, and it's something that we um we teach and have already facilitated in our coaching for a long time but when you read somebody who puts it so um articulately and eloquently then you can't help but just be like guys you got to read this book that's amazing
1: love it I will put it on my reading list Luke thank you so much for sharing that with us today that was Luke one half of conscious couples and uh thanks so much for joining us on after dark once again my friend we'
0: oh, the brain is the biggest sex organ so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist Gabrielle Laurie helps us navigate our way around the bedroom or whichever room takes your fancy What head are you thinking with on After Dark?
1: Well, it's my pleasure to welcome back our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie. Welcome to After Dark once again, Gabrielle. Uh, You know, we were having a little bit of a giggle uh, in the intro there, whichever room takes your fancy. And uh, yeah, we were just talking about parenthood and the challenges around that and um, locations and uh, (laughs) (laughs) before we went on air. <laughs> so we were just, it, it was just quite funny there. But anyway, that's an in joke. But I'm sure that all of you at home who are navigating a sex life around children can relate. But today we are talking about something that doesn't get brought up very much at all, and that is sex and aging.
3: Yes. And we all age. So, you know, it's really important to know this stuff. Yeah. About it. Keep your love life alive once you're heading into your, let's say, 50 years old and onwards, sex life. Yeah. That's when the changes start. So, yeah, there's menopause for women, but there's also a menopause or viropause for men. I've never heard of that before. Well, they keep it a secret. <laughs> right. Okay. They so, like so we're. To we're the crazy ones. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yes. But there is. Yes. Okay. Right. So there yes. is actually sort of a male equivalent of menopause.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's big changes in the body in uh, both sexes. So what happens with male menopause or viropause, as it's sometimes called? I suppose. Men will notice that they get physical and emotional changes. Uh, they might get mood swings, poor blood circulation over at this time can make it harder to orgasm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, their energy levels drop. Uh, they might feel because they're aging they'll lose interest in sex and then they do. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. If they start getting negative thoughts like, oh, I'm getting older or what if I lose my erection. or So a bit of sexual performance anxiety, can I still pleasure my partner, have I just had it, you know, like a horse that needs to be put out to pasture. If they start thinking like that, they can give themselves erectile dysfunction and performance anxiety. Sure. And then just withdraw and shut down Mm. because men aren't as comfortable talking about what's going on for them. So ladies, with your partners, if, you know, you've been together you know, 40 or 50 years and suddenly he's just withdrawing and sitting in the shed and no more sex. <laughs> Probably showing a bit of compassion and, and perhaps the possibility that this is happening.
1: Right. Okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't know that. So, okay. So, oh, yeah.
3: More importantly, men's testosterone drops as Yeah, well. right. So, so they get a taste of what it's like to have to be in, like, like a woman to get in the mood. They've got to work a bit harder to get in the mood or get their physical body to work the way they want. Or And they don't like that. They've had it pretty easy, generally, a lot of guys, mm. where the testosterone just goes, yep, ready, here we go. Last off, done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so, work required. They go, oh,
1: what's this? <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to our world, fellas. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, Gabrielle uses the analogy of a bath, and women are like cold baths, and we need to be warmed up slowly. Uh, so, this is a double edged sword here because men are actually yes. then starting to experience what um, like the effort that it takes to get a woman to, um, to be turned on and ready for sex, right? So they have that journey. Uh, but conversely, because I'm all about equality, women, yes. we need to be applying the same techniques as we want to warm up the bath to our men if their testosterone Absolutely. is dropping down.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. So a lot of guys, a lot of men over 50, if they're experiencing any of these symptoms, uh, then they'll lose confidence. If, if they're worried about whether they'll be able to get erection or keep an erection or get them in the mood or orgasm or not orgasm, if they start worrying about that, they might find it harder to, you know, just have any sexual desire. So, the seduction that women needed to get themselves in the mood, uh, you might have to do that to your man. Like you might have to initiate sex more or um, reassuring you're happy with all the outer course, whether he can get hard or not. So, you know, just maybe initiate some massages or some cuddles and just take the pressure off having any orgasms at all. Just say, I just want to be close to you because I love you. I don't care if we, you know, um, if it ends in orgasm or not. So, yeah, women can definitely play that role because what happens with women when they go through menopause is, their estrogen drops, you know. Mm. Um so they've got more testosterone. So some women after menopause want sex more. So right. men and women sometimes swap roles in the sexual sexual roles as they age in a partnership and that right. can be quite a shock for them. <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so so women might find themselves wanting more sex than their male partners. Um, and, but however, you know, you might not lubricate as easily mm-hmm. um, without the estrogen. So you might have to buy some water-based lube because you can also, you know, it can be a bit more painful, the vaginal lining thins, things like that. So, yeah, it's good to have some of those water-based lubes. And a lot of women go, oh, well, I don't need that. I never needed it before. But if he's struggling with his, he, himself, like helping himself get in the mood, and then have to get you in the mood. This can help if you are you know, introduce a little vibrator to hold on the clitoris or you um, have the water-based lube. Neither of you will have to work so hard to orgasm if you want to. So practice when you're alone uh, and then you'll know what you need and how to do it a bit yourself, you know, yeah. why, why, why you're helping him uh, get in the mood and stay in the mood.
1: So, love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And I think it's really important to bring this to the table because it is, you know, we talk about sex and, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of literature and stuff around about, you know, 20 year olds that are like Randy goats, but, you know, we want to have a fulfilling sex life, you know, right throughout our lives and we're entitled to it. So, you know, understanding these changes, uh, you know, probably the, the, Biggest hormone change that we've had since we were teenagers, and this all kicked in, and we went, "Wow, what's this?" It's just as big an adjustment at uh, at the age of fifty, aroundabouts when those changes start actually happening with both men and women, and ha- and we have to recalibrate.
3: Yes, it's a huge, huge phase, and a lot of people have a bit of grief and loss around. Um, the ease if they had a very easy sex life together before and they didn't have to fantasize much or fit toys or do much or you know they have a grief and loss like it should be that easy again but they don't realize that with a little bit of education or seeing a sex therapist you can actually have even better sex after menopause if you make a few adjustments or after viropause that men go through um so Give yourself some self compassion. Yep, you're changing into a new phase. It's uncomfortable, um, and there's decreased blood flow, so uh, to the genitals, which makes it harder to orgasm. Mm-hmm. So, but there is ways to still have a great sex life, and one of one of the best ways to make sure you will have a great sex life um, as older lovers is to keep fit and healthy. So mm-hmm. exercise. Uh, eating, eating well, eating lots of veggies and salad, uh, all of this will keep your body parts. Like uh, athletes, male and female athletes, can have just as much sex as young people. Yeah. At their age. So yeah. <laughs> so it's, everyone should be getting out there.
1: <laughs> on the treadmill, come on.
3: It, yeah, yeah, yeah. If
1: you, if, you, if you were lacking motivation, I can't see what would be better motivation than that. Gabrielle, yes. maybe you yes. should maybe you should get a, a gym sponsorship, and um and oh tout, that
3: God,
1: to, <laughs> <laughs> tout that to that uh, to to prospective gym clients. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. If you don't want your sex life to go down the tubes, maybe you should exercise. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, we always have – it's so educational, but we always have a good laugh and I love it. So, (laughs) Gabrielle, thank you so much once again for joining us on After Dark. That was our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, and you are listening to Newcastle Live Radio.
0: Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: Well, I should give a shout out to the lovely people at Flirt Adult Store. It was their birthday on the weekend and they had some super specials available. But don't forget that if you shop online or at any Flirt Adult Store and say Live 30, that's Newcastle Live 30, you get 30% off your toys can I just recommend you pop in there? It really will make the big difference to your weekend. It's been wonderful to have you company. Once again, this Thursday night, I'll see you same bat time, same bat channel next week. This has been After Dark and I've been Louise Wilkinson. Good night.
0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.